welcome to Cowgirl Talk. This is our first ever podcast episode, which is like slightly terrifying to say, but welcome to Cowgirl Talk, where we empower you to live authentically through real food, real talk, and real life brought together by our love of cows and all things agriculture. Welcome to our very first episode. We are so excited to launch our podcast and bring it to like bring so many different conversations to you. There's going to be some hiccups on the road, along the road here. We already had technical difficulties for the last hour, so, you know, you'll have that. But we are three women who grew up in agriculture across the country who want to tie that passion into our girly pop lifestyles. We pull from our experiences in farming, relationships, wellness, and online entrepreneurship to help young women feel confident and empowered through their food choices, careers, relationships, and everyday life. We're your hosts. I'm Emily, a farmer and ruleish girly from Wisconsin. I'm Haley, a food blogger and dairy farmer's daughter from New York. And I'm Emily, a dairy lover and a personal trainer currently living in Florida. And so we have two Emilys, as you'll notice. Most people call me Shmem in my real life. And so that's probably what you'll hear me refer to here on the podcast. But Emily and I, the two Emilys are both here at World Dairy Expo. It's the first, is it the first day of World Dairy Expo? It's the uh, second day. Actually, second. no, it's the second to last day, actually. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> literally, I just, I literally live so close to here and I don't even know my facts. Local. But anyway, the two Emilys are here and we are, have been running around World Dairy Expo this morning, getting some content for social media, so be sure to check that out. But we're just excited to be doing this. Very excited, and like Emily, Shmem said, it wouldn't be our podcast if there wasn't a little bit of chaos at the beginning. And we're so excited to bring this to y'all. We know it's going to evolve and change a little bit as we go through this. So we're just so excited for the conversations we're going to be able to have, the connections we'll be able to make, and really just getting to be authentic and hopefully allow that to empower other women to do the same. We first see ourselves starting first every episode is by giving like an overview of our week, our happy crappies is what I like to call it. We coined that term when I was in college. My roommates and I would always say, like, you're happy crappies. So we're bringing that to you guys. Um, Haley, why don't you start and tell us your happy crappies for the week? Okay, so I just earned my crappy. Um, when we were experiencing technical difficulties, I'd, like, wait for my computer to reload, and I got on Instagram and saw a really mean comment, and I hurt my feelings. <laughs> so that's my crappy. Um, which is silly to let that affect me that much, but it will, it will eat at me the rest of the day. So there's the crappy, um, happy is this is podcast week. This is, I'm so pumped about this. This is like highlight of the whole week. Um, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of caffeine and technical difficulties, but I am pumped. (laughs) We're here. We made a podcast is going, this is like, I feel like the, all the steps leading up to it was like, small steps we're getting there we're getting there and this is like the leap of like Mm -hmm. we're doing it yeah we can't go back now we can't no No. (laughs) we're here okay what about you okay my happy crappy i think the crappy because i'm a world dairy expo so not a lot can bring me down right now so the crappy would be how the technical difficulties were just more difficult than what i thought they would be i really (laughs) thought i could just wing this and we're learning that you do actually need to plan a little bit. So that would be the crappy, I think. Happy, though, is, again, the fact that we're recording this and we're at World Dairy Expo and just surrounded by so many awesome people, food, cows, and all the good things. I am hyped up. All the things. You're here for multiple days, too, so you'll have, like, yes. mm-hmm. exciting days. I- 
What's your happy crappy? Um, my so you guys both talked about the podcast, so I'm gonna not talk about the podcast because that's I feel like an obvious one for all of us. Um, my happy and crappy go hand in hand because we started harvesting on the farm, and it's happy just because it's like a good season to be in. You're getting the crops off, figuring out yields, all that fun stuff. But it's also crappy because like we'll be doing this next two months and it's just really chaotic and insane. But part of agriculture, right? Yeah. So I guess that also leads into like I have on farm experience currently. I didn't grow up in agriculture. We'll get into that later in the episode. But like I'm currently on a farm involved in depth in the trenches of agriculture. And you guys both have experiences in agriculture, but you are currently not farmers. Yes. We want to do a little introduction of who we are. That's the whole point of this episode is kind of to get people to get to know us and who we are. But, oh, Haley just texted us and said she's frozen. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Anyway, we'll just keep rolling with talking about how we met and how this whole process started. And hopefully Haley can join us soon. If not, we will figure something we'll out. We'll wing it as we probably will be a little bit going through this season. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. How we met. How did you and I meet? I feel like through the dairy industry and through the ag industry in general, a lot of people know each other, but not fully know each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think we had known each other through social or we at least followed each other as I know some people from Wisconsin. And again, just being in the dairy show world. And then last year at World Dairy Expo, so Dairy Expo of 2022, I think was our first official time meeting. Yes. First time like meeting in, in person. Life. Yes. Meeting in person. And it was the same for kind of my relationship with Haley too, of we know people through the dairy industry. She's from New York. I'm originally from Pennsylvania and we may have even crossed paths growing up, but more so again, kind of virtually knew each other through acquaintances. And then this past year in November, 2022, we officially got to hang out and meet each other at the dairy girl network biannual conference and so I think you and Haley have not officially met yet Wait, in no, person her and I haven't met in person we started following each other on Instagram <laughs> gosh I don't know a while ago um when she started her account and we'll talk more about like all of our accounts and all of our things that we do too I, I think Haley is joining us back now but um Haley and I never met in person or haven't met in person yet we um just started following each other on social media and then here we are. Here we are. This is going to be an introduction of how that got started, what this podcast is going to be about. But it really got started in the fact of we all love agriculture, but a lot of the information that is out there for agriculture, the podcast, the resources are really directed towards people in agriculture, which is very important, which is great. We need to be able to spread that information and have those resources to share with other people. But we wanted to be able to connect the two worlds of the people who aren't in agriculture and the people that are. And so bringing our experiences, our passions from agriculture into talking to the girly pop girls, the pop culture girls, the girls who want to go get their green smoothie and do Pilates in the morning. And we really just wanted to bring those two worlds together. And again, our girly pop lifestyles decide that maybe we don't always show agriculture, but tying that into the fun educational important side of bag and while i go through my dm receipts we can welcome Haley back <laughs> hi i'm back <laughs> what i miss well we talked about how we met and we so emily and i met in person last year here at expo and we followed each other on social for a while and you and i met i 
Never in person. Just never in person, but we met through social media and then um we just became friends. I know. And I never honestly, I think I just realized this, which is crazy, like a week before we launched this podcast or filming it that you guys have met in person. I just like this whole time <laughs> assumed you guys haven't met before in person. Well, I feel like though when we met in person, it was like not so, in a sober state of mind. Yeah, if anyone's ever been to World Dairy Expo on like the last night of Expo, there's usually a little party situation in the barn, and that's where we met. Was there so, and it wasn't like we like spent a lot of time together. We just like briefly. And Haley, I gave the rundown of how we had officially. We've always kind of known each other through dairy, through North the Northeast girlies. North- and then we officially met the Dairy Girl Network Conference. And I finally found the receipts for people watching the video. Here are the receipts. And I DM'd Emily and Haley on July 6th. And I thought to reach out to them because we all bring in a little bit of a different perspective. But it, like the intro says, we all have a love of dairy, of agriculture, of cows. And so it's going to be really fun to be able to bring in those perspectives of agriculture, but also the girly pop lifestyles, right? The lifestyle of the basic bitches. And so we're all able to bring in a little bit of that in different ways. And the direct message I said is, okay, I've had this random thought and just ignore me if it's dumb, which thankfully and obviously they didn't. (laughs) Imagine if we just didn't respond to this. They would ghost me. This would be a whole different story. And I continue to say, but I've just felt a little bit restless and I needed another outlet. And I said, would y'all ever be interested in podcasting? Because it is something I've thought about, but I didn't know what I would talk about on my own. That was going to be a whole lot different and still allow me this creative outlet. And then the rest is history. And we're all like, like, lots and lots of DMs. (laughs) So we will spare y'all all of that. But that's really how it got started. And really, again, just wanted another outlet into bringing more people into agriculture, especially the women that we can kind of relate to, women that are in ag, women that are in it in a little bit of different ways, and then women that are just not in it at all, but want to know where their food is coming from, want to feel confident about that, and just want to have a better understanding of how food does get from the field to the shelf, and also just all the BS that we see on social. It's Mm -hmm. a little chaotic, and we want to break through that in fun ways, and relate it to ladies in ways that they can understand as well. I think what's interesting too, I think it's worth calling out when you sent that DM, that is the day I quit my corporate job. And I'm huge on like God putting things in front of you and them being signs from the universe. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't know what my plan was or what I was thinking. And I was like, well, clearly this is what we're meant to do. So I thought it was crazy. Yeah, and that wasn't, I didn't know that either, right? And so it kind of works out how it's supposed to. And again, this may, we don't know where this goes, but I'm excited to be on this journey together. Yeehaw, baby, as I like to say, (laughs) yeehaw. Okay, I think we should like dive into getting to know us, get to know the girls is how I would like to phrase this. Um, Emily, we'll start with you. Can you just like give us a cheeky little elevator pitch of who you are? Yes, so... I guess to give a little insight as well, my name is Emily Chapman now, if you do need to distinguish it. It used to be Shaw, but I recently got married in March and I grew up in Pennsylvania, was born into the dairy industry and was born into the dairy industry, but not directly on a dairy farm. And so that's where my passions came for of just being involved in 4-H, FFA, having family members with operating dairy farms. And I knew from 
whenever I can remember, I don't know what age that was, but from when I can start to remember things, I just loved being involved in the dairy industry, the people, the animals, the passion behind it. And along with that, and my siblings just constantly being involved and showing, judging all of the things, we also grew up playing sports. And so I was just a very active individual through the dairy industry, through sports. And I recognized that my two big things, among, amongst many other things, were dairy promotion, dairy marketing, fitness, health. And I moved to, well, I graduated from Penn State with Ag Business Management, Dairy Science Specialization in 2017. Had no idea really what I wanted to do, but I then moved to Georgia where my now husband has a dairy farm. And that didn't throw a wrench in things, but I had no idea what I was doing. There is dairy and agriculture in the South, just not maybe as many opportunities like there was in Pennsylvania. And so there was a lot of me just navigating what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and then we moved to Florida in 2018 as he accepted a job managing a dairy farm down there. And I was still in the space of going in between jobs. At one point, I was an internship for an animal health company. I was a credit analyst. I did some with some work with a dairy magazine. And then I finally got a job at a dairy feed mill in Florida, but I felt restless. I was frustrated. I didn't feel connected into the dairy industry the way that I wanted to be in. So I started Dairy Girl Fitness as an Instagram page in 2018. It continued to grow. I recognized, hey, I could turn this into a business. And so I went full-time with Dairy Girl Fitness in November of 2019, almost four years ago. And we do online, yeah, four years. I was going to say, you've been in your entrepreneurship journey so long (laughs) compared to Haley and I. What's up? Uh, Sometimes I forget that because sometimes I still don't know what I'm always doing. But we now, and since then, online personal training business where we help women through our one-on-one coaching, our group coaching, and really just want to help more women feel confident and empowered with their health, kind of like we do with agriculture. And that's also where I tie agriculture into Dairy Girl Fitness because I really want people to realize dairy is nutritious. Meat doesn't have to be excluded from your diet. You can feel confident from where your food is coming from and with the people that are producing it. So we were supposed to have microphones, but they, um, that's part of the technical difficulty. They didn't work, but if you had a mic, you would be dropping it right now. Yes. (laughs) After saying all your things. Okay. Who are you outside of the dairy industry Mm -hmm. and your like dairy girl fitness vibes? Ooh. So I love to read. Fun fact, I won the AR reading contest in third grade. I got to be principal for the day. <laughs> so I love to read. I love to golf. I live in Florida, so you can go outside year round, unlike Wisconsin or New York. And we just like to travel a lot. We like visiting family, traveling the country, wherever it may be, and watching sports, going out to eat, drinking every now and then. Okay, what's your cocktail of choice? I always go for a tequila soda, extra lime. So a ranch water, but not everyone realizes what a ranch water is when I order that. So tequila soda, extra lime. Good tequila, because otherwise it tastes like garbage. If I, if someone else was buying it for me, the Casa Azul, the big fancy bottle, but typically I would just go for some Casamigos. I'm balling on a budget. <laughs> All right, Haley, you are who we like to call our Martha Stewart of Calgary. <laughs> Also, side note, tangent, cowgirls, the reason why we named this cowgirl talk, I feel like we should say before yes. we go into Haley being a Martha Stewart, yes. is so we want the whole podcast to basically be girl talk. We want it to be like either we're debriefing after a mm-hmm. night out or at brunch with your girlfriends. Yep. We're like sitting at a table at a winery, like 
popping bottles, drinking drinks, having a good girl chat time. Like we're going to be talking about like all things girl talk, but we added the cowgirl or cow to the cowgirl talk because we're all obviously brought together by cows. Mm-hmm. Two not separate, more. not Western cowgirl, two words. Yes. 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 We, sometimes I wish I had the Western vibes, but that's not me. I'm Midwest. And we, we have to keep it authentic. So we're being honest there. Yes. I have a wild rat one right now. Y'all can't always see it, but this is my extent of Western. <laughs> I think it's so smart. You made that disclaimer right before you made the Martha Stewart, um, comparison though that needed to happen because those two just do not go in the same bucket <laughs> yeah. how do we combine western with martha stewart i don't know she combines herself with snoop dogg so she'd probably figure I... it out oh my god <laughs> um yeah so wait what did you ask <laughs> your intro well i basically just said you're martha stewart and then left it at that so <laughs> what makes you martha stewart for us <laughs> um well first of all let me just take a deep breath shake off the technical difficulties here. Um, yeah, logging back in on my phone and stuff. That was fun. Um, so first of all, that's like the best compliment I will ever take is being compared to her. I adore Martha Stewart. I think she's adorable. I know some people don't like her, but like, that's what I do in my off time or when I cook, I just watch her on YouTube. I think she's just the cutest, sweetest, wholesome nugget there ever was. And she's just a wealth of information. And she's just so, she's just, got it all together. I love her. Um, so that's a sweet comparison, but, um, I, yeah, I feel like I like a lot of the similar things in lifestyle as her. We're both in, um, upstate New York and New England. Um, and a lot of just homemaking and food creation and gardening. And she's a chicken farmer too. Although I hate chickens and I was texting Shmem this morning and told her I got attacked by a chicken at the farm I was at this morning. Um, so that's probably how we're not comparable, but yeah, I'm just a very typical, um, New York, New England gal that loves all the cozy, all the cozy things. You are the cozy queen. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit? Well, first of all, okay. Your name's Haley, but you go by She Likes Milk or your Instagram and business is She Likes Milk. So let's talk a little bit about that part of what you do. Yeah. How'd you become the Martha Stewart of the dairy world? I love that. Uh, so I started She Likes Milk. That's my online brand of promoting milk and a lifestyle that loves milk and dairy. And I started that a year ago. Um, I am pretty much all science, data, technical background in my schooling at Cornell and in my experience internships was all on large scale production agriculture operations. So that's all what my background is, but I very much have been in this season of finding myself and figuring out who Haley is in my twenties and no one prepares you for the amount of soul searching you do in your twenties. And, um, I kind of went through this season of working through my corporate career in the animal nutrition and health space of doing complete opposite of what I'm doing now, which is all creative and um, kind of marketing and the just more creative and soft skills. And that's everything that I didn't pursue in college and everything in my career. Um, so I started She Likes Milk as an outlet because I miss doing that in such a technical and science data-driven career. And it just really... I feel like I responded so well to it because it's what I was supposed to be doing. I just started it as a way, like Emily said, I was feeling restless in my career. 
I feel like this isn't the path of what I'm supposed to be on, who I'm supposed to be. So I feel like I really tried to just be in tune of like what felt right to me. And I just started sharing things that made me happy in creations. And the more I followed that, it just blossomed into this online brand. And I recently left my corporate career for it. And I'm so happy. I feel like I took that path of self-discovery and just respond. I'm so woo-woo. I'm a very woo-woo person, but respond like responding to what the universe puts in front of you and how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel good, then pursue it no matter what makes sense. Well, no matter, Oh, I didn't go to school for this. No matter. Oh, what about this type of career with this benefits? Just do what feels right. And I'm on that path. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like that's also, we have a plan that we're going to do a whole episode talking because we all have left our corporate jobs at some point in our careers. And it's definitely something I think we all have found different paths to follow with it. And it's like, you're the most recent one to enter this. And it's just <laughs> exciting to like, see all the potential that there is for it. Yeah. I have a question for you. What's your favorite recipe you've ever made and shared? Everyone asks me this and I feel like I change it every time because every new recipe I make, I stand over the dish or the pot and I'm just like, this, this is it. This is the best one. This is so good. I just love food so freaking much. Um, but I say that like every new recipe I make, I'm like, this is it. This is the one, this is the top five. Um, my favorite food though, is like French onion soup. I love my French onion soup. It just laps. So good. So good. <laughs> I love that. And I don't necessarily have a question, but kind of a thought, just not spiraling a little bit out of that, but <laughs> I think all of our journeys is just a really great description again of what we're doing with this podcast of letting people know you can still stay involved in agriculture in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. I think so often people think you have to fit a box to be within agriculture and within mm -hmm. the dairy industry. And if you want to go the corporate route, that's awesome. I, we know a lot of badass women that kick ass and love it and thrive, but there are other paths to stay involved. And I hope this can encourage people to explore that. Or even if you want to stick within, you know, what you're doing now, the, the path that you've chosen, if you can then find another creative outlet or explore other outlets, or if you're not in ag, this can show you that, Hey, you can still understand it and get involved and consider yourself a cow girl, an ag girl, a dairy girl, even if you're not directly on a farm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, to what Shmem said of she's one of us that's on farm every day mm -hmm. and you and I are involved in the dairy industry, Emily. But I think that ties into what I was saying of listening to what really makes you happy and understanding the lifestyle you want to create for yourself. And mm -hmm. sometimes maybe that's not well received in the agriculture space of you feel this pressure of, Oh, I need to be, working on a farm every day, waking up super early with no free time in order to feel worthy to share my experiences or share my passion and love for agriculture. But um, I think there's just a lot of power and understanding. I grew up on a dairy farm and anytime we try to go out for family dinner, leaving the driveway, there's a heifer on the other side of the fence. And it's like, oh, great, turn around. We're not going. And I just knew I loved the experience it gave me. And I knew I wanted to be a part of my life, but I just chose a different lifestyle of, I don't, I don't necessarily want that lifestyle. I live on the lake and I have weekends off and I don't have to wake up at 3am and I'm fortunate and very grateful for the people that do, but you can still carve your own path and choose a different type of lifestyle. 
Yeah. Well, and Shmem, you get to live a little more of the hardcore labor intensive kind of <laughs> ad lifestyle being more so yeah. on Give us, yeah, you got to work. <laughs> so give us your rundown and your story of how it's all been created. Well, like I said, like right now is harvest time. And so this is when I'm the most hands-on on the farm, I would say, is because I, so the explanation of the farm is a very lengthy one. So I'm going to try and not go down the <laughs> your, your pitch version. Yeah. But basically, so my background in agriculture is my grandparents had a dairy farm, just like a lot of people in Wisconsin, their grandparents had a dairy <laughs> farm. And then um, when I was in the third grade, my grandpa passed away. We sold the cows. We still own the farm. However, we don't do anything actively on it. Um, And with that, I lost my connection to agriculture. But then my mom put me in 4-H, and thank God she did. (laughs) And then I joined FFA when I was in high school. And I was like, okay, I really enjoy agriculture. I didn't have the experience growing up in production agriculture, but I really enjoy this industry and what this community is. And so I went to UW-Madison for animal science and life sciences communication. Go Badgers, by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because you're another big time. I'm school. a Penn State girl. So right now I can brag on the football, but maybe not for much longer. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so I went to UW-Madison. And so my boyfriend and I, this is a story for when we talk about relationships in the future. Boy. But we had a thing, if you will, in high school, and then he ghosted me, and then we rekindled our relationship situation or situationship when I was in college, and we're still obviously now together. Um, That was, gosh, four or five years ago? I don't really know. We don't know our anniversary. That's another long story. (laughs) But... His family conveniently is they farm, they have had their farm, they have a extensive farming operation. Um, I had a corporate career as well for a few years doing dairy marketing um, for the dairy checkoff in the state. And on paper, the job was like my perfect job because it was using social media to talk about dairy to consumers. And like, that's what I like to do is talk about agri- talk about agriculture in general. Dairy is really like, obviously something I also enjoy um and stuff but i just again i had the itch that i knew that there was a calling somewhere else i've always had like very entrepreneurial vibes coming from me and so i um left that job and so going back to leading back into i'm on the farm so (laughs) that's where we were going um I, so part of their farm operation is they have a grain facility and we buy corn and soybeans from other farmers when they're harvesting and then we market it ourselves. I shouldn't say we, cause I'm not the one doing the actual, any of that stuff, but like we as the farm operation, that's what we do. So my busy time where I'm on farm the most is during harvest because I work in the scale house or the grain facility. I get to be a big old truck girl and unload trucks and load trucks with corn and soybeans and all that fun stuff. But beyond that, um, we buy bull calves from dairy farms and or from a dairy farm and raise those for beef. And we have a direct to, well, I started a direct to consumer beef business on the farm. Um, so I am able to be involved in the animal side too, as much as I can. Um, and so, yeah, I, Well, I am involved in the production side of things. I am still also not somebody who's on the farm every day from 5 a.m. until who knows when. Um, So 
I kind of have like a semi not on farm lifestyle, but I am like right now we're in the trenches of it. So I'm very involved. Yeah. And you get to showcase that through the Royalish weekends too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, well, and I like to showcase part of the reason why I started doing the rural-ish weekends, my like weekend vlog that I share basically on social media, which is just like very small snippets of my weekend. But I like to show that, yes, we're farming and sometimes my weekend is like right now it's going to be us harvesting and stuff. But I like to show that, like, even though we're involved in farm or on the farm involved in agriculture, like we still do fun stuff on our weekend, too. And like that's part of what I like to share is like we're farmers, but we're so much more than that. Like mm. we have so many other interests and things to do. I think that's yeah. good to promote that to the industry you're in, too, that creating a balance of it doesn't need to be. Like you need to also include things that make you happy and ways to blow off steam, have fun, and just be a normal human being too and have just do things that make you happy. Right. And that's something like we talk about is what's the point of work like we specifically as like Avery and then his brother and I, we talk about like what's the point of us working so hard if we're not gonna enjoy our lives that come with it. Um mm-hmm. and so sometimes that means leaving the farm to go to the lake and do stuff like that. So I do like that our generation is doing a little bit more of that. And I know it may be perceived uh, by some in the older generation or anyone, even in our generation that, oh, it's just because we're lazy, but I think work-life balance is important. And I do like that more of us within this generation is recognizing that you don't need to be miserable to have this lifestyle or to be involved and stay involved. And I think being able to showcase that work-life balance also allows other people to see farmers as normal humans. I think people like we're in Madison, Wisconsin, right? It's the capital. A lot of these people don't have access to agriculture, dairies, pig farms, whatever it may be. And so they see someone at dinner and they wouldn't assume, oh, like that's a dairy farmer. (laughs) Yes, do normal things. And you can connect with us in a lot of different ways. Even if you can't relate to us on the level of, oh, I milk cows. There's so many other aspects to us that you can relate to. And again, I think builds that credibility and trustworthiness of we're just like you in a lot of ways. Right. Well, and like, for example, this morning I had a meeting at the business school at UW-Madison and I was talking with the people there. I was like, I remember because I got to take some classes in the business school and that's like the quote unquote like city people that are like getting degrees in finance and stuff like that. And then there is me, an animal science major there. And then you would do like your first class introductions. And I'm like, hi, I'm Emily. I'm an animal science major. And people would be like, what? You're going to be a that. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, psych, no. I'm actually, it couldn't pass chemistry. Well, I passed chemistry. <laughs> That's why I did like business. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just like to show that, well, and the other thing too is like, when we go down the rabbit hole of talking about things of agriculture so in depth, like we're just losing the people that don't understand it. And so mm-hmm. like, I'd rather like talk about other interests that I have and then use that to be able to relate bring to people. people. In. Yeah, and bring people into agriculture. And like, I can nerd out a lot about a lot of things in agriculture, but I know not everyone does. So it's like finding that balance of like sharing my life, but like not going too in depth. Like, so we have a YouTube channel for a farm and like, that's where we share like the heavy farming stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see a lot of things there, but I don't really want to bring that like to my social media, my personal social media presence, because like, that's just not me or my vibe. Yeah, we're connecting to the girly pop lifestyles and again, people within agriculture, but that also segues into kind of the flow that we want to have with this podcast is bouncing between 
the girl talk and the ag talk and having these fun conversations where women can relate to it and feel understood and just know, oh, wait, y'all are struggling with that too. Like, I also don't have my shit together. But yeah, diving into the what people should know about farmers, maybe the, you know, deeper topics, more of the misconceptions you see on social. And so I think it's going to be fun to integrate the two together to try to help more people feel understood and really talk to a little bit of a broader audience, but allow everyone to feel, not everyone, obviously this isn't for everyone, but allow more people in and out of ag feel like they can relate to this on another level. Well, and I think too, is like, we want to be the, like the people that you feel comfortable coming to, if you have questions about food or have questions about things in agriculture, and even if we don't know the answers, like we're, we obviously don't know everything. So Mm -hmm. if we don't know the answers, (laughs) We'll find somebody that does know the answer and we'll bring them on as a resource. And we have more of those like ag chat conversations. And then when we have our more girl talk conversations, we want to talk about things that like we're all experiencing in life. Like, for example, when we all chose to leave our corporate careers or even talking about burnout in our corporate careers or in our entrepreneurial careers and stuff like that. So there's lots of fun conversations to have to be had. We are very excited about that. Um, another segment that we want to do in our weekly episodes is also we should just talk about the fact that we're going to do weekly episodes every Monday is when they're yeah. anticipating them coming out. And we're so, also going to figure out the flow of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned every Monday. Hopefully new episodes will be out unless we have severe technical difficulties. We like, will make it work. We figured this out. So they'll be yes. out. Don't know what quality, <laughs> but they'll be there. But we either want to, we'll either do like a hot take weekly obsession. And we also want to be able to answer like any questions that you guys have kind of like, if you like, I don't know, I think of like in the olden days where there's like, <laughs> shouldn't say call it the olden days. Yeah, we're in our twenties. I don't know. I'm talking about something <laughs> that probably happened in like the nineties where like the olden days, the nineties. <laughs> Sorry guys. Sorry okay. for anyone who's past the nineties on this. As soon as I said the olden days, I was like, I should not have called it that. But I mean, like, (laughs) I just think of like the pioneers as like the olden days. Yeah. Okay. I didn't difference. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, what I mean is like when you would write in like an anonymous question to like a publication and then Mm -hmm. there's like one of their editors on their team would like answer it for you. That's what we want to do with the question of the week is like, have you guys submit? You can do. Maybe we should come up with an anonymous link so that people can like ask. There is that. Yeah, the NGL. Uh, Yeah, so on social media, be sure to follow us on that just because we keep it fun everywhere we are. But that is where we really do want to have outlets for y'all to be able to connect with us and ask the questions so we can answer them. And you can find us on all socials by Cowgirl Talk, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. But I think we'll probably do this on Instagram on That'll be the most direct way to contact us yeah, for the questions. the questions. Do you guys have any question off the top of your head that we think we could answer, even though we haven't got one yet on social media, but hmm. it can take like a few minutes to answer one. I'm trying to think of something because we're at World Dairy Expo. And what is something that when you are at an event or a farm show where you see a lot of consumers, what would you think their number one question would be when they show up to something like this? Oh gosh, I don't know. I know, but if you were brand new to something, I'm trying to think of if like these kids or if their parent would come to this event, what would you think would be like, okay, what's my big, big question? I guess one of my favorites 
especially at a large scale show like this, does big equal bad? So a lot of people still have the perception of dairy farms needing to be small and picturesque on rolling hills to be good. And that can be good, but for the growing population and the land that is being taken to build cities like this, farming is having to evolve and change a little bit. And a lot of operations and dairy operations are bigger and have a lot of cows and milk a lot of cows. And I think one of the questions is, is that bad? Does that mean the cows aren't taken care of? Does that mean the farmer doesn't care? And that's just absolutely false. Dairy farmers of any size care. And what what's the percentage? I see it change a little bit, but I always think it's like at least 95% of dairy farms in the United States, no matter the size, are family-owned and operated. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, I take, granted, like I said, we're not a dairy farm, but I take our farm experience as like a good explanation of it is um like we're supporting so our farm supports the owners and then like abrina's brother and cousin are the next generation and they're working on the farm Mm -hmm. and they're able to be supported by the income from the farm i not all my income comes from the farm but i do like gain a small paycheck from the farm. Um, We have several employees, but like we wouldn't be able to have that if we were smaller. Yep. Yeah. You're supporting the community. And Haley, I know in New York too, I know there's still a lot of smaller dairy farms, but I know there are probably some bigger ones too. Yeah. I'd say it's like probably a very similar blend to Wisconsin. I feel like New York and Wisconsin are super similar in a lot of ways from their dairy industry pretty important or a message I like to get across. And I take this from like what I learned from my time at Cornell and in my corporate career of there's just so much um, science and technology behind everything we do. It's such a distinguished field. And um, whenever someone voices anything or concerns about animal welfare, I always just kind of lead with like, oh, we both have that in common that we both care about the welfare of cows. Like I love cows too. And I love to see them taken care of. So, you know, we're similar in that way, but um, just reminding them there's people that have their doctorate degrees in just cow comfort alone and cow welfare. So there's um, more than meets the eye and um, it's just a very distinguished field. (laughs) Speaking of that and then also the fact that we're at World Dairy Expo. Um, so I, when I was in college, we had the opportunity to work here at World Dairy Expo when we were um, for school as like part of one of our clubs and stuff. And Avery and I actually came down here on Saturday when some of our friends were here just to pop in and say hi. And as we were leaving, him and I were talking about like the when I was in college and he came down to Expo while we were working. He was like, the last time I was here like there's protesters outside mm, of the expo grounds. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember like the different protesters and stuff. And then we were talking, it's like the, what those people don't know that are protesting this is like the cows here are probably like better taken care of than some people's dogs. And these like, are royalty. like these cows literally get the star treatment and stuff. And like, people just don't understand that like all of what goes into making sure that you know, our animals, our land, everything's happy and healthy and all the things. And so that's like part of also what we want to be able to talk about on this show, but also not so serious stuff too. Yeah. You can ask the weird questions, personal questions. It's literally going to be not open to everything because obviously we're with an ag and girl talk, but questions relating to 
a couple different areas of life that we're all gonna, going to be able to bring in our different, what combined like 60, 70 years of life, which isn't that lo a lot. <laughs> we want to bring that into answering these questions. And that kind of leads into how we want to end the episodes, like you said, is doing weekly hot takes or weekly obsession or hot takes. And since we are at World Dairy Expo, we had the opportunity to do some of this in person, which was so fun and kind of surprised me. But this week we were curious of, because we all love dairy, right? So if you could only keep one dairy product, what would it be? And we're gonna post some of the results on social media from the people we had interviewed, but a lot of people are really confident with their answers. And so Haley, I would love to hear your take because I feel like got kind of biased hearing from so many people. So if you can only keep one dairy product, what would it be? I know, I can't wait to see what the results are. I'm very intrigued. Um, this is why I love dairy. It's so freaking diverse. It can be sweet, it can be salty, and so many variable products come from one simple ingredient of milk. It's so stinking cool. Um, but for me, and you know, I like to cook and bake a lot of things, I am keeping cream cheese. It can go oh. into it can go into and people are surprised by that. Cream cheese What's rocks. So specific? When's the last time you like took just a lick of just plain cream cheese and you're like, oh, this is just mediocre. No, it's so dang good. It's so good. And everyone forgets about it, but it can be you can bake with it, you can cook with it, you can make soups. Ride or die is cream cheese for me. <laughs> I love that. And it's specific too. That's why it surprised yeah. me. Like you honed in on a category. Cause like a lot of people are like cheese and that means like all like in Wisconsin we have, we have like 600 plus types of cheese. So it's like, yeah, if you say cheese, you have all 600 of them. That's cheating. Yeah. Well, you have to there is cheating then too. Yeah. I was going to say her and I, after a lot of deliberation, and I might have changed mine, so you go first. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say milk, and then I would just use science and technology to make all my products. <laughs> yep. So that was my initial thought, too. And again, I feel like people have told us it's cheating because it's supposed to be just something almost as is, but milk can be turned into so many things. Yeah. My other thought was cheese because that includes cheese, hard cheese, cream cheese, cottage cheese. So I was like, well, I'm just going to put the blanket statement out there and take all of it. <laughs> will say though like i do have a deep obsession with ice cream and i don't think i could live without ice cream i over the summer i think eat it every other day and like i will get mad because avery's always like you know i like ice cream but like you love ice cream like i will get mad if i am like anticipating ice cream being somewhere and there's not ice cream like i'm, I'm visibly upset <laughs> sweet little oh. treat we love sweet yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, need passion. A, I need a cheeky little treat to end my day, typically. <laughs> well, this started a little wobbly with our technical difficulties and Haley's Wi-Fi situation, but I feel like we finished strong and I'm really excited to continue to have these conversations, continue to watch this evolve and really see the questions and the thoughts and comments that come in so we can really utilize that as well to serve y'all because that's really what we want to do as well is we are doing this to have fun conversations with with ourselves, with industry experts, but also to 
really bring insight and value to y'all. And so give us the feedback, give us the comments, the questions, and we'll drop all of our social media handles in the description in the show notes. But you can also find us all separately as well. If you want to give us all a follow, see a little bit more into the girly pop and ag <laughs> lifestyles. And we can even drop those in the show notes as well to make sure that we're as easily accessible as possible. Yeah, I hope this shows like the lighthearted um, approach that we're trying to bring to agriculture. And we did put this in a question box too on our socials and someone responded like something with humor. And I got thinking about that and we we're talking like agriculture tends to be a very like serious, heavy topic. And it's, um, I think we recognize, um, you know, like our own unique ways that we're involved in it. And for us, it's not necessarily all production or science and things, but, um, we still enjoy like having fun and things like that. So hopefully it's a fun space where, um, people can have a good community, strong community, and just talk about just regular life things too. They don't even need to be ad questions. Just, um, I always see people living their life online and sometimes like, how did they, like, where did they, what X, Y, and Z took place for them to get there or like what all occurs. So there's not a lot that meets the eye there. So all the discussion's good. Yep. We are here for all the girl talk. <laughs> and cow talk. Yes. <laughs> all the girl talk. Well, yeah. With that, that's our another episode. <laughs> Come back, <laughs> Come back in a week. Next Monday, we'll have our second episode. Do it agriculture and we'll keep it we'll keep y'all surprised we'll post our little hints and tidbits on social media but it will alternate so our next episode we'll dive a little bit more into agriculture and again this is where the questions can be really fun what y'all want to know and we can really tailor it as we move forward and evolve it as needed but i hope you all have enjoyed this and i know it's a little chaotic but kind of know that we may be a little bit unhinged going through the season i feel like it's kind of our vibe and thanks for tuning in and yeah. I'll talk to you later soon. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. The fun sign off. That yeah. Yeehaw. 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 <laughs> Yeehaw. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>